Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is B.K. Greenwood, author of the historical fiction series The Last Roman. The first two novels, Exile and Abyss, are available now, and Greenwood will be completing the trilogy in the spring with the release of the final book, Absolution. B.K., welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your historical series, The Last Roman, how would you describe the series? I think the best way to describe it is it's a hybrid of a historical fiction and modern thriller. Um, If we were going to apply it to like uh, movies that people might be familiar with, it would be maybe The Highlander and Gladiator meets John Wick or Jason Bourne. So a little bit of historical uh, fiction mixed in with uh, a modern plot line that, that follows the characters through the series. And do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write the last Roman series? You know, I, I, I actually don't. It, it, I started it in the late nineties. So uh, 20 plus years ago, and mm-hmm. I don't remember the actual genesis of it. I do know that I was uh, heavily influenced by, like I mentioned the movie Highlander. Sure. I always was, I always loved history. So I wanted to write something with history. And for me to be able to do a series where I have this modern, uh, you know, uh, action going on where I do these flashbacks in historical periods and, and I can jump to any period I'd like to, since I have these immortal characters that live for 2000 years. And that just really appealed to me as, as a lover of history. And what was your writing journey before you started these novels, as you said, in the late 90s? Or were, were these the first novels you had written? Yeah, that's interesting. That's the first thing I did. You know, a lot of people journal or do short stories or wrote all the way through, like, high school. I never did any of that. I read voraciously. I, I, I loved to read everything I could, science fiction, mm-hmm. fantasy, history. But my first time to sit down and actually write was, was this first novel. It's, it's the first thing I ever tried uh, writing. Uh, like I said, it took 20 years to, to get it out the door, kind of like, kind of like kids, you know, but eventually you got to push them out the door and let them, you let them go out on their own. And that's what I did last May. Sure. And, and what was your writing process when you were working on the last Roman? I, I know as, as you have said that you started in the late nineties, but did you plot the entire trilogy before writing or publishing the first book? No, I'm more of a, I think I knew the, well, I know that I knew the whole arc where I wanted to go with the story over the three books, but as far as plotting out each individual chapter is where they would go. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a plotter. I'm more what they, what they refer to as the pantser, right? I kind of mm-hmm. know where the characters want to go, but I, I, if they want to go somewhere else along the way, they kind of take me on the journey with them. So book one, I had finished probably about the five year mark and I just kept re-editing and, and re-editing and tweaking and I'd make a little bit different ending and so forth. Um, but I knew where I wanted book two to go. And then book three, I, I knew the general idea of how I wanted to finish it, but I didn't really get it locked down till the last month or two where sure. I wanted it to end. And, and did you, um, did you digitally publish these novels? Yeah. So they're both digital. Yeah. They're digitally self-published through, um, KDP, but sure. they're also available at like Barnes and Nobles. I, I went through, um, uh, Ingram Spark. So sure. libraries can order them and you can order them the physical copies uh, through any of those uh, uh, outlets. Plus you can order it from my website too. I do. I, I, so I have them available there and I find them when I send them out. So it's kind of a little bit extra. Sure. And what has that indie publishing experience been like for you and how have the books um, been doing in terms of readers? They're, they're pretty good. Um, I think I, I enjoy the self-publishing route because 
after 20 years of me kind of not getting this moving, I wanted to get it out there pretty quickly. Sure. And you went the traditional route, you know, it might be a year for an agent if you're lucky <laughs> to get one and then another year for, for getting into the publishing house. And then it would probably be two years between books, one to two years between books. I mean, so we're probably talking six years for the series and I'm going to end up doing it in less than 12 months. And I wanted to do that because I want to get an established back, uh, backlog of, of books out there that people can read and get, get to know me as a, as an author so I can work on other things. But the, 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 the journey has been great. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I like controlling the, the marketing and advertising aspect of it. It's been doing fairly well. Um, you know, I think they say most, um, Indie authors don't hit the thousand book mark. It's really tough to get there. And uh, book one just is uh, coming up on 4,500 uh, units sold. So it's it's doing pretty well. That's great. So have you thought about your writing plans after you finished the third book in the last Roman series? Yeah, I think what I'm going to do is uh, work on some prequels. I'm going to pick a period of time. Instead of doing just a, car- a chapter flashback, I'm going to do a whole book on one period of time. So it might be, uh, one of the uh, crusades, I'm really kind of honing in on maybe the third uh, crusade, or there's a period right around like the Golden Horde with Genghis Khan. So I might do a whole book on just one period with the characters that I've already established. And then I'm starting to dabble into a science fiction series that I'm thinking about doing. So that might be, uh, and I might work on those at the same time, because sometimes it's nice to be able to bounce between two different uh, whips that you have going on. Sure. And and given your experience of, of writing these novels, as you said, starting in the late 90s and then um, uh, taking your time and, and doing all the re-editing and then, and then pursuing the indie publishing route and, you know, selling 4,500 books, I mean, that's, that's nothing to, to sneeze at. What writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories and novels? I think the best advice I could give, and it's actually going to sound counterintuitive, is don't always just take advice you get like at a hundred percent, right? Cause you'll have, uh, you'll see gurus that will say, Hey, you have to write every single day if you want to be a writer, or you have to read all the time. If you're going to be a writer or don't edit as you write, whatever works for you should be what you want to do. Whatever motivates you, whatever keeps your creative juices flowing should be what you do. If someone says, Hey, you got to do 5,000 words a day or else you're not a writer then you could just put that pressure on yourself and just drive yourself right out of the, out of the field. So to me, sometimes I go three or four days without writing and then I'll have a real productive couple of days. Sure. Um, and so to me, I, to me, I, I think it's a, it's an art. There is no, there are no real rules to art when it comes to making it. There might be rules that come and say, Hey, you have to put words in a certain order and nobody's going <laughs> to understand it. Right. But when it comes to the process of it, don't, don't be bound by what people tell you is my, is my opinion. That's good. Good advice. So what novels have you read recently that you enjoyed? Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Well, I, I, what I've, I've noticed that the last year since I've gone the self-publishing route, I tend to only purchase and kind of follow other self-published authors. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's really, if I'm going to ask people to, to take a chance on me, I like to take a chance on other authors. 
So recently I read a book uh, by a, a veteran called Jeff Hine. It's called the uh, Simbri, uh, Kimbri Appear, excuse me. And it's basically based in like 150 BC. It's a historical uh, novel about a group of barbarians um, that fought the Roman Empire over uh, about a 50-year period of time and, and defeated them several times. So this is book one in that series, and I really enjoyed that. That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and the last Roman series? It's super easy. Just go to bkgreenwood.com and there's, um, you can see, uh, learn more about me as an author. There's uh, links to all my books and, and blurbs on all the books. There's reviews and you can uh, learn the different options for ordering the books. Like I said, you can order them directly from me. They're actually available on audio um, now through Audible. Book one is, has been released and book two comes out in about two weeks. So yeah, you can go there and, and uh, send me any questions, sign up for the newsletter if you want to find out about the upcoming release of book three. And I also send out some free short stories every now and then that are associated with the story kind of built in the universe of The Last Roman. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with B.K. Greenwood, author of the historical fiction series The Last Roman. The first two novels, Exile and Abyss, are available now. And Greenwood will be completing the trilogy later this spring with the release of the final book, Absolution. And BK, thanks for doing this interview. Uh, No problem. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Now, stay tuned for a brief excerpt from the novel, The Last Roman Exile by BK Greenwood, narrated by Peter Noble, available wherever audiobooks are sold. It is easier to find men who will volunteer to die than to find those who are willing to endure pain with patience. Julius Caesar The Roman officer squinted at the setting sun, then looked over at a cluster of priests. The tallest glared at him down a long, crooked nose, The officer shook his head and turned to the centurion sitting next to him, a grizzled veteran who spat on the ground and shrugged. Frustrated, the officer glanced back at the prisoners hanging on the crosses. The two thieves were awake but silent. A third, the so-called prophet, appeared to be unconscious. Shit, Marcus said beneath his breath, as he walked to the edge of the rocky knoll. The centurion followed close behind, his shadow stretching down the barren hillside. Marcus, only you could fuck up a crucifixion. Shut up, Gaius. Marcus glanced back at the priests, then to the centurion. What do you think? Me. I think we should kill them all. Even the priests. But that's probably why I'm not an officer. Yeah, probably. Marcus nodded. Here's how I see it. If you ignore their request, and if they had an agreement with Pilate, you know how that will go down. And if they are lying, we can handle that later, our way. You're right, but I still don't like it. What's there to like? The centurion's scarred face softened. Once we like this part of the job, well... Let's just say things couldn't get much worse. I get it. Marcus cast his gaze toward the prisoners, where it lingered for a moment before he said, All right, let's get on with it. 
Marcus crossed the knoll, stopping before the high priest. I will honor your request, but a Roman soldier will carry it out. The priest raised his chin. That is acceptable. Marcus glared at him. This priest didn't act like a conquered man, which was the real problem with these Jews. They didn't know when they were beaten. Turning to the centurion, Marcus motioned to a nearby plank. That should do. Gaius pointed to a soldier who picked up the piece of wood and started toward the closest thief. The prisoner glanced from the soldier to the board, unsure of his intentions, which soon became apparent as the legionnaire planted both feet and swung the board forward, shattering the prisoner's legs with a single blow. The man slumped forward, the weight of his body crushing his lungs and squeezing the life from his limp form. Without hesitation, the soldier moved on to the other thief, who begged to be spared. The pleas intensified to screams as the soldier struck his blow. This time, the force was enough to break the board as well. As the prisoner slowly suffocated, the soldier looked down at the splintered plank, then at Marcus. The latter glanced around the hillock, but there were no other boards. His eyes fell upon a nearby soldier and the weapon he held. Longinus, your spear. The young man handed him the lance. Marcus balanced the hefty weapon and decided that it would suffice. The priest rushed forward, his entourage scrambling to keep pace. Two soldiers stepped in front of him. Their spears crossed to block his advance. You must break his legs, demanded the priest. Marcus spun around, scowling. What did you say? The priest licked his lips and pressed his point. I said you must break his legs. That was the agreement with Pilate. Are you giving me an order? Marcus glared at the priest. Well, no, I mean, yes. Marcus closed the gap between them. The spear clenched in his fist. The two soldiers stepped aside as the priest tried to stand his ground. He was no match for the angry Roman, and he shuffled back a few steps, bumping into his companions. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at